0: Yeah. Like,
1: I would see the guys that I worked with more than my girlfriend, my, my parents, my family. You know what I mean? So, it, it's uh, – you're with these guys all the time. So, it's – you kind of don't have a choice – but to be family with these guys.
0: Hey guys, check out the 2023 Street Cop Conference, April 23rd through the 28th, Gaylord Convention Center. It's going to be the event of the year. Keynote speakers include Rob O'Neill, the guy who killed bin Laden, Kyle Carpenter, the youngest living Medal of Honor recipient, Navy SEAL Jason Redmond, Fox News host Tommy Lahren, Marine Corps Special Forces and leadership coach Cody Alford, Sheriff Wayne Ivey, Sheriff David Clark, and Sheriff Mark Lamb. It's going to be one hell of an event. And on top of that, we have all of our instructors and additional instructors from other companies going to be at the event giving you everything they know for you to have a successful career and get the results you want to get in the field as a police officer. On top of attending the event, you'll get face-to-face time with every instructor attending the event, and all the keynote speakers will spend time with you. we got special events all week, giveaways, nightlife. It's going to be really, really worth your time, energy, and effort. I promise you, you will not regret it for a second. To register for the conference, check out streetcop.com, click conference, and everything you need will be there on the homepage. If you are looking for a room, just click book a room. The block has been sold out at the Gaylord Opryland Convention Center, but there are many hotels nearby within a walking distance of the event. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. We will see you there. you training to be a street cop?
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the Street Cop Podcast. I'm Dan Foster, the instructor for Mastering Pennsylvania Search and Seizure. We're going to do something a little different on the podcast today. I got with me Mike and Larry, two former police officers. Uh, We're going to have a little discussion and uh, I'm going to head over to Mike to talk about yourself a little bit, Mike.
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Mike. I had a podcast uh, about a couple episodes ago just talking about, you know, my uh, time being a police officer and everything like that, the incidents that I've been involved with. But um, like Dan said, we're going to just have a good time today, kind of talk about a bunch of different things and, uh, you know, just let it flow and a little freestyle work. So I'm going to throw
1: it over to Larry. Thanks, Mike. What's up, guys? How you doing, Street Cop? Um, obviously, this is my first podcast. So, yeah, we're going to have fun, man. Nice, chill, talk about some cop stuff and get it going. So kind of, you know, we had a little discussion beforehand, but
2: I think one of the things that's probably maybe not so much a misconception, but before I went into police work was just kind of about the interpersonal relationships among police officers and morale. And it seems like, you know, in the Facebook group and talking to cops, one of the big issues that always comes up is morale in police departments and how, you know, how can you make it better? And so maybe some tips that we have or some things about kind of maintaining your own um semblance of normalcy when yeah. you become a police officer. Cause I know that's a, you know, it's, if there's any job out there that really changes who you are, it's becoming a police officer. So
3: yeah, I definitely think you, you, you hit on a big thing there, like a job that changes who you are. Um, and I know we kind of talked about before we, we, we got on air about how, you know, some of these conversations are going to go one way or another, they're going to just pivot and we're going to move, but you know, a job in the police, in the police department changes you in a lot of different aspects. Um, But as a morale factor, you know, you got to be able to let loose. You got to be able to enjoy things. You got to be able to laugh. And every cop that's listening to this can attest to this is that we Associate humor with
2: it's that dark humor. So right. it exactly. keeps you sane. You, know, you have like to laugh at death the
3: investigations or crazy
2: yeah. car
3: accidents or anything like that that you will go on. And it's funny people will like drive by and like I can't believe those cops are laughing. You know we're not laughing because we're trying to like you know make a joke at a scene that's going on, but we need to be able to have some type of
2: you know uh, uh, escape, like a coping mechanism. one hundred percent. So Weird
3: us, you know, yeah. sitting there, you know, smoking and joking about something that's going on, not in relating to this scene that we're on but in our personal lives or something like that you know yeah. what i mean that's just a coping mechanism exactly like you said and it's turns into being how you deal with it and then that is how you boost morale like if you guys are in yeah. like oh yeah if any officers in like a very chaotic scene or a very hard environment to do so they need to be able to rely on their friends and their you
1: bullshit exactly. in the locker room talking about what just happened yeah. you laugh it off and it's literally on to the
3: next 100% yeah, and that's where a lot of your morale kind of comes from. You be able to trust the person next to you. You can, you know, look at a situation and be like, "All right, man, like th- this guy's here. You know, I can kind of use him as a buffer. I can kind of bounce things off of him. I can." And and you 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 go from everything like I know I've been on scenes before that have been chaotic. I'm like, yo, man. So what are you having for dinner tonight? Yeah. And it's just you're you're in a gory scene, and it's like not normal people don't talk about that.
2: Yeah. No, no one's having spaghetti over a dead body unless you're a cop. Right. You know? Exactly. And people don't really understand <laughs> yeah. that, but that you that is 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 a form of morale boosting when you can feel comfortable in a setting that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And you have those certain people that you work with that you know that you know the jokes and the things that you can do yeah. with them versus the other ones it's that right. are like uh you know I'm a, yeah, you so got so people that cold are hard asses yeah. and the yeah. people that you know that jimmy's around like, you right, know i can't right, i can't right. say anything you know, any. too you know, sensitive knock it off too sensitive too <laughs> yeah. sensitive
3: yeah and yeah. it's that's exactly like even just us being in the like the like studio today you yeah. know i mean it's ball busting yeah I mean, just how it is
2: all day long yeah the conversations <laughs> that we had earlier i mean i'm not even going to get into some of this right
3: exactly You know what I but it's just you know i just met you today Right. Yeah, I feel right. like, you know, Literally. I I like I can go hang out with you, grab a beer with you, and
1: have a great time. You yeah, know, what absolutely. I, mean? actually, I think that's what we're doing after this, right? So what like
2: talking in that vein about like, you know, having the people in your departments that you know you can rely on and you know you can joke around with versus the ones that you can't, like, what do you think, um, how do you think those relationships kind of build? Like, how do you just know that there are certain people that you're gonna be friends with or because like you said, we just met today. Like, right. w- what is different about me, you know, meeting you today, and we're, we're cool now versus, you know, you met fucking Captain Jimmy, and right. you just know Captain Jimmy's not.
1: It's just it's it's a vibe. Sounds like Captain Jim- Jimmy. Yeah, I don't involved. know. Yeah, I just, yeah. he sounds like he's involved with IA, so I don't. Yeah, be Captain with that. Jimmy's yeah. with IA. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a vibe that 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 guys. You know, police officers put off, and as a cop, you're just trained to pick up on it. Yeah, it's like you're trained to read people, and you know when somebody walks in the room if they have a stick up their ass. Yeah, they know if somebody walks the room if that's a chill dude, and you're like, all right, this is somebody I can totally, totally relate to, and then you just you use that same thing on scenes and either just going out to the bars at night, and like cops work a a schedule that is just not normal for most. Right? I mean, Mm -hmm. most of us work. You know, 12 hour shifts and we transfer from days to nights and stuff like that. And I know, you know, when I was working, it'd be like a Wednesday and I'll go to whoever my partner was, be like, yo, man, do you wanna go out tonight? And we'll be sitting at like an Applebee's just crushing beers. You know what I mean? At, at like at 12, 1 o'clock at in the morning. Applebee's, most people uh, where aren't. else would you go? Yeah. Right. Of course. And yeah it's yeah. funny, <laughs> like when you walk into these establishments that, you know, are normally a nine to fivers or like work people are in them at 2 o'clock in the morning, if you see a bunch of people sitting in an Applebee's bar, and they have a little bit of shaved heads. Bingo. Absolutely, yeah. just yeah. guarantee so like, exactly yeah. what they are. Yeah. You know, you
1: can, you can go up to them, be like, "Where, where do you guys work?" Right, right. You, yeah, you know
3: immediately. Right. Where
1: yeah. you go, what, what, uh, what academy are you in right Yeah, now? right. Yeah. Right. Right. Or, right, and you just start that conversation.
3: Right. And you can, and you just—that's how you you meet people, and you become, you know, you meet guys from different departments or different, you know, different type of areas in law enforcement or or whatever the case may be, and you connect with them. And then you just build rapport and relationships with them and you know, immediately right off the break, all right, this is a guy that I could talk to. I could sit here and have this beer with, or
2: this is Jimmy from IA. So
1: (laughs) I'm tapping out out of here, Jimmy, you take care of my Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, I have some of the best friends I've ever made in my life that I've made through law enforcement through not just obviously with this company. I mean, everyone I've ever met here has been great, but prior departments I've worked when I was in the military and, you know, met people as an MP, like, some we'll of those uh marine corps oh nice I'm actually in Thank the, you very much yeah, for serving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so there you, you go. Learn something new every day. I'm All actually right. in the Air National Guard now too. So okay, cool. I, I took that higher standard of living that the Air Force has and, <laughs> is yeah. it true
3: that they call it the chair force or is that one uh, of those
2: uh, that's like, like a what do they like, I know a, like I'm not in the service so I'm
3: not trying to joke but yeah, I, I know you guys have your
2: puns. The people in the Air Force don't call it that but like we called it that in the Marine Corps. Oh okay. And now that I'm in the Air Force I'm like this is awesome like right. And you're like why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah, yeah, right. Like so we uh we were having a weekend drill like out of out of the area kind of thing. Like we were going what they call out in the field, right? So right. like when we went to the field for the Marine Corps, that meant like we were sleeping in the dirt, you know, we were like it was fucking horrible eating MREs. Right. I'm like, oh that's gonna suck. Like, yeah, we're gonna have this field drill, uh, you know, come in for the briefing, we're gonna have a PowerPoint. I'm like, OK, it's a little more technologically advanced than I'm used to, <laughs> yeah. you know, for the Marine Corps. They sit down They're like, here's our hotel. Here's where the bus is dropping us off. Check ins this. Keep this number in your cell phone for room service. I'm like, wait, what? what hold on. Back up. Like, you guys like, are, kinda, are playing a joke on me, right? Like, so, yeah, <laughs> wait, definitely
1: Applebee's in the hotel. Yes,
2: like, <laughs> there, it, there was a bar in the hotel. It was That's, it was yeah, yeah. amazing. So definitely a That's higher great. standard of living. For uh for the Air Force wow, and the that's, that's I mean it's
3: it's funny like I got a lot of friends that are in the service and stuff like that and I know they all joke around with the with each other and they all have you know each, each branch has their own little, you know, niche of, like, you know, we make fun of this or make fun of that and everything like that. But like that's the like
1: right, exactly same with cops. Right, exactly the same with cops. We were just
3: ball busters. And that's yeah. exactly what I was going to get to. Right? It is just we are ball busters, yeah. right? And, like, the mo- it, it doesn't matter what town you worked in or you worked in. You know, I'm, I'll sit there and say, you know, something negative about that, and you'll yep. throw
1: it right back at me. Exactly. And even different states, like Dan's in PA. Yeah,
2: yeah right. We're
3: from Jersey. And, and we were talking <laughs> before about, like, Pennsylvania and I was just like, I know nothing absolutely yeah. about PA. Like I have no idea.
2: But we all have dealt with similar circumstances. I mean, even though the laws are different, the departments are different, the people that make up the agencies are different, it's all the same. All the same. Kind of like um, you know. Embrace the suck kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're all in this together. That's a Marine Corps term, right? It is a Marine Marine Corps term. term? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's why I brought that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, see what you did there.
2: Yeah. But no, I think that we all just share in our misery of our similar experiences. And that's why we develop these friendships that we do. And we can, why we can pick out a cop, you know, at that bar at Applebee's at two Mm o'clock in the morning. Like,
1: exactly. You know, I can't tell
2: you, I don't go anywhere without someone coming up to me and say, hey, man, are you a cop? Or even people that aren't cops. Yeah. Know that I'm a cop, and maybe it's the stupid haircut, but I mean I got a big beard too, so like I don't look—I don't think I look like a cop. Right. But people tell me this. all the time, yeah, <laughs> right? Like you have a beard, <laughs> you yeah, I right? have a
3: beard. I—I I, I just like whatever you want to call this scruff or and it's anything like, like that.
1: It's—it's it's the haircut. It's the way we kind of like. So I remember car shopping, and I was just looking around and walk around the lot, just checking out different cars. And I remember this guy coming out. And he goes, "Hey, sir, how are you doing today?" I'm like good, man. How, how are you? He's like, good. Uh, he goes, are you a, a trooper? Are you a, a Marine? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got to stop wearing a fucking hat. Yeah. Right. Like, or a hood. Like it's something. like the
3: rigidness. People tell me all the time. It's, it's, it's how rigid we are. It's how we, yes. we, we stand and the way it, we walk. Right. <laughs> and that's just, it's yep. beaten into us in the police yep. academy. And you can kind of, you can totally tell that as a law enforcement officer or somebody in the, in the service, just the yep. way your yep. mannerisms yep. are. It's, that's just, it's a telltale sign. It's it's just like a total green, uh, red flag.
2: Yeah. I was getting a massage like 10 years ago and the massage therapist is like, are you like in the military or like... <laughs> I'm like, what? They're like, she's like, you're so tense. Like, just relax. I'm like, I <laughs> man, I don't know people rubbing up on me all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't really, I'm not used to people, you know, like you know, touching <laughs> me. I'm exactly, just a, rubbing yeah. my ass. Yeah, yeah. 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 This this is is weird. Weird. Anybody should be tense in this, this scenario. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm with afraid, that. like
1: the feds are going to kick the door in while I'm right, here. Right, so
2: right, I mean, right. nah, won't, It yeah. was a total, totally <laughs> legitimate uh, <laughs> massage parlor.
1: Not to mention you're standing on my fucking back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a little tense. Yeah.
3: And that's what I think is like us just sitting here joking around and bullshitting like the, like, this is a morale boosting situation. We're all, we're all working here today. And, you know, we kind of just, you know, strung this together literally last minute. And it's just one of these things that
1: we we just had Applebee's right. Exactly.
3: (laughs) So one of these things that are just like, it's an enjoyable thing and it can push us through the day. And that is what all morale is. You need to be able to have, your laughs, your jokes, your, your fun times. And it doesn't, the whole shift doesn't have to be an absolute joke session. It just needs to be these little, you know, snippets of enjoyment to be able to push you through a stressful, a stressful environment. environment. And I think
2: you have to have that kind of like, um, hypothetical light switch that you can throw that switch. Like, all right, shit got real, you know, we're back in investigation mode. We're back in,
3: you know, game time, zero
1: to a hundred, just like that. Right.
3: And then on like the caveat of this, I know we kind of spoke about this before and and I was, you know, Mm -hmm. with you, you don't have to be friends with all cops. Sure. You know, some of my best friends aren't cops Right. Yeah, and I it's agree, good, good to mm-hmm. not be friends with cops Yes. Yeah, because yes. you see a different perspective. Do they look at you and think that you're an absolute psychopath? 10%. hundred percent, hundred
1: percent, thousand percent,
3: but it's good to see for them to get a different perspective. You to, you know, see how, I don't want to call it the civilian world is. Cause I know that that's kind of, you know, gray area, touch and go kind of yeah, thing, people but are
1: sensitive now. Right, right, exactly. Yeah.
3: But you see how just, you know, Somebody else who's not in law enforcement, who wears a badge every day, who has to deal with all this stuff, see how they kind of react to situations, how they go out and let steam off. Do they go to the bar at two o'clock in the morning and sit at Applebee's? Maybe. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do they, are they normal people who are just nine to five and go to Applebee's to grab their amazing buffalo wings? Right. Probably.
2: But this is definitely, and, and you know, we mentioned it earlier, like this is one of the very few professions that people identify with as becoming... That profession becoming part of them, right. like yes, you yeah. know, you walk into a party, you walk into someone's house, and say, "Oh, you know, I didn't do it, right?" Yeah, like if you're a fucking painter or yeah. like a plumber, like you don't walk yes. in like, "Hey, fix my pipes
1: today," like <laughs> right, you know, yeah, like no, it doesn't happen. And to to piggyback off that, everywhere I went, or if I met somebody new. And my friends were introducing me to somebody. They introduce you as the cop. This is Larry, the cop. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly how that happens. Bob, the builder. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why do I have to be the cop? You you are really, you're hundred percent right on that.
3: Like now thinking about that, everybody who I've ever, who's ever introduced me, their friends or family or anything like that. If they don't introduce me directly as this is my brother or friend, Mike, you know, he's a cop. Yeah. It it comes out in conversation. Almost immediately. The next two or three minutes. Yep. 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 or whatever their conversation is, it'll be like, they'll be talking about dogs and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mike is a cop. So, and, and, and there's a canine on his and shift like, oh, and it's, gosh, it's just like, they yeah. relate that way. Yeah. Yep. So,
2: so, That's I mean, just, I think in that vein, cause obviously, you know, I'm all about professional development, being a true professional and, right. you know, investing in your career. But I think like you said, Mike, you, you have to maintain those relationships outside of that law enforcement yeah. identity. We're yes. going to lose who you truly are yeah. and, yep. you know, kind of forget where you came from a little bit. And,
3: yeah. But you got to be humbling. Yeah. It's yeah. got to, mm-hmm. it's definitely got to humble you. You can't be a complete robot. Cause I, I've, I found myself in that situation. I'm pretty sure you have probably too, is mm-hmm. that like you you deep dive so far into work that you, it just overwhelms you and overcomes you. And then when you go out with your friends that aren't cops, you're like, right. oh
0: man.
2: And is, you don't even know how to relate to them anymore.
3: Like,
0: right. So like on the other
3: end, you're like, yeah. Right. So like you go out to the bar and, and like we go out to the bar, I guarantee it That we are going to sit there and talk about cop shit for five or six hours. Absolutely. I guarantee it. 100%. But you go out with your friends that aren't cops, and it's so refreshing to not
1: talk about that. We're going to talk about the football game. Right. Cars, whatever. Things that Mm. us
3: three guys should be talking about Should be talking about anyway, but yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) we tend to get
2: off on the rails and talk about the last crazy pursuit or something that we were in. And and it
1: just snowballs into stories and stories. Yes. Yep. 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 That's exactly how it goes. It's true, man.
0: Hey guys, if you're enjoying the Street Cop Podcast, do us a favor and go give us a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Tell a friend. We don't charge anything for the episodes. We appreciate your support. Check us out on any social platform by putting into the search bar, Street Cop Training. Give us a follow. We have a lot of free content coming out every single day that you might not catch here on the podcast. And it's important for you to be able to do your job more professionally, and we also entertain you as well. Yeah, so, I don't know.
2: What do you think... um some tips for kind of maintaining then, I guess, morale within the department. Cause again, you know, I I got into it a little bit before I said, we get a lot of people that tell us, you know, in the Facebook groups or wherever that, Hey, you know, morale in my department is shit. Like, how do you think you can develop those friendships with, you know, the guys that you do have the camaraderie with versus, you know, Jimmy from IA or whoever, like how how do you develop them? Like what's something that you can do to maybe get closer to the guys on your shift or girls on your shift or
1: so yeah, kind of for me so my department was it was 12 total people, 12, 12 guys from That's top to bottom, top to bottom. Wow. Class included wow. chief, captain, lieutenant, sergeants, down to patrolman. And then class twos, class ones. Was your like chief running calls with you sometimes? Oh yeah. So for oh, people well, that yeah. aren't Dude, from chief like. Chief would be out stopping cars, coming to calls with you because sometimes it would just be me and the chief working. Wow. And we're at a call together. and Just and
2: you and your chief working? working.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's, your chief ran calls. Yeah obviously I'd be doing all the work like paperwork wise, but he would be out there humping calls with me and working overtime. I can't even like,
3: I can't imagine even seeing that on the schedule. Just you (laughs) and the chief of police working the road. I would
1: tell other cops that. And they're like, "Wait, you're answering calls with the fucking chief of police. I'm like,
2: like we don't even see our cheese the office upstairs, you know, on the yeah. third floor. Like we don't see
1: him, yeah. right? But yeah. that's the
2: whole Ivory Tower
1: comes from. Yeah. There's yeah. Just,
2: uh, obviously no ivory tower in that
3: police
1: department. Yeah. <laughs> it dude, it's it's great. And it's Ivory Ram. It's it's like a you s <laughs> like you're you're more of like a family right? Of like. So coworkers. more close knit. Yeah. Like I would see the guys that I worked with more than my girlfriend, my my parents, my family. You know what I mean? So it, it's uh you're with these guys all the time. So it's you kind of don't have a choice but to be family with these guys.
2: So I would definitely agree with you on that because my prior agency, when I first got into law enforcement was a similar sized agency, right. same thing. The chief like would be there on a normal shift sometimes. And yeah. we really didn't have a rank structure. I mean, we had a couple sergeants, but outside of that, it was just all patrolmen and a chief and we were all, there were never any squabbles. Like there were never any issues. It was, we were all like a close tight knit family. Yeah. Yep. We had each other's backs yep. because we worked, Together uh, all the time, all the as time. opposed to, yes. you know, different beats and different, you know, shifts where you're not even seeing half yes. your department for the yeah. you know, so majority So do you find that
3: yeah. working side by side with your top law enforcement officer in that agency, a chief, working side <laughs> by side with him creates better morale or better relationships because now he is a guy that you can rely on somebody you can relate on rather than him just being up in his office you never seeing him and he just monday morning quarterbacking everything you're doing
2: i think it depends who your chief is or who mm-hmm. your captain or who your sergeant or whoever it is or even right. your fellow patrol officers i i think it all depends on who they are if they're good leaders if they have good personalities right. and if they're gonna have your back right. because i'd love to work with my chief if i knew my chief was one of the guys mm-hmm. was right. gonna have my back was gonna get out there and, and you know get into the shit with me right but at the same same time, if I'm, you know, working with a chief who I think is out to get me and going to be looking for me to fuck up mm-hmm, right. so they can, you know, write mm-hmm, me up on something, we going to be a little bit more apprehensive and I'm not going to want to work with mm-hmm, that person. Exactly. I don't think that's just with a chief. That's with right. anybody. Yeah. How it? was your experience with your like working side
3: by side?
1: It was, with I mean, it was just like working with uh, another patrolman, right. you know? Um, and that's all I knew was a small agency. So I didn't really know like, I guess that was normal. You know, I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know anything different. Yeah, so I was like, okay, this is how it goes, you know, and that's just how I was, that's how my career went, you know. It was it
3: That's awesome. I mean, I, like, calls the chief, captain, I didn't, you know, you know I, I've, <clears throat> I've worked for multiple different law enforcement agencies. I've worked for very, very big ones, and I've worked for, you know, very, very small ones. And um, so I've seen kind of both sides of it. Uh, but I, I guess to what you were saying, Dan, is like how do we create – morale make things bigger you know make things better i mean um i guess it kind of starts from that top but at the same caveat to that there's always going to be clicks sure you know what i mean yeah. you're always going to have your administration clicks you're always going to have you know this shift or that shift or good guys bad guys cowboys not you know what i mean like you're always going to have these clicks right and to try to break those barriers down it's it's easy but it's hard at the same time because it's all about you know if you're on a different shift and you're on a different click or whatever the case may be, it not only takes me to be, you know, to come up to you and be like, yo dude, let's go, let's go get a beer. Let me see how, how you work or how you talk or how you relate to different situations. It also, you have to be receptive to it.
2: Yeah. And if you work like a Pittman or a DuPont schedule or something, there's literally half of your department that you're just never never
3: seeing, seeing. you're never
2: working. And then, and then we all know, you know, having those type of schedules because you worked at Pittman too, right?
1: No. So the early on in my career, we worked, it was four on, three off, but it okay. was the same four days, Boom. same three days off, but every single person in the department worked on Saturday. So the schedules would overlap on a Saturday, not the same hours. You right, know, right. Yeah. You know, there was a day shift, uh, evening or mid shift, and then midnights. Well, I guess so, it's
3: 12 people. Yeah. There's got to be so, at some
1: point. So everybody kind of overlapped on a Saturday. So it's mm-hmm. like, that was fun. You know, You sometimes you would have, and small department, um not enough cars sometimes <laughs> yeah. the cars would be broken Yeah, to double up at a service we would double up and it, it was fun I, but, I think
2: that helps really build yes. like, yes. putting two people in a car guys, together
1: yeah like you're, you said you're feeding off each other yeah. you know you get like let's go let's go get something yeah let's go get into some shit tonight and especially in the summertime where i was at new jersey summer's like it's an absolute shit show in a in a short town so, so you mentioned something earlier
2: I wanted to come back to. You talked about class twos. For people that aren't in New Jersey, they probably have no, no idea, idea what a class two is. So, so New
1: Jersey has class one, class two, and now class three. Class three officers. So, those so are the
2: retired
3: guys. Those are, are
1: retired back. cops who work in the schools, kind of like a, like an SRO. Um, where Class one in New Jersey is you don't have any weapons. Uh, you might have pepper spray, handcuffs. Uh, each department is different. So, yeah. But, you, you know, no weapon. Same with class two, you go to the regular police academy, but then after you complete that academy, you have to go to a waiver class before you become a full-time patrol officer. And yeah. And yep. you you carry a gun um, only on duty. Once you're done with your shift, you're you're a civilian. So, so a lot of like the class
2: ones, maybe in the class twos, is that like the summer help
1: usually yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's it's yeah. most exactly. shore
2: towns use that
3: for okay. you know, it, there's gonna be an influx of influx, calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a lot of it's just, you know, stupid calls or whatever the case may be. So like for example, like Uh, like where I started my career off in Point Pleasant Beach, you know, it was boardwalk patrol. You know what I mean? We were just walking the boardwalk,
1: just the stupid things at the bars. Potato chip police. Like (laughs) where I was at (laughs) the beach, you couldn't eat on the beach. Like you couldn't have any fun. Wow, and like you would go up and tell a family with like kids, you're like, "Hey, you can't throw the football. Uh, you can't fly this kite. By the way, you got to put that, that fucking apple that down crazy. because you can't do that either." It's it's it's, wow. a, it's wow, that's on a
3: lot of New Jersey beaches. Next really? time you go to a New Jersey beach, yeah. Event, yeah. whoever's listening to this, next time you go to a beach in New in New Jersey, there will be a list of
1: rules yeah
3: right and it will and be like
1: nobody reads it before right. they get it's, on the because it's, it's a, right. a yeah. sign yeah. that's barbecue, like that's like eight
3: by like, <laughs> eight it's <laughs> covered up by weeds and yeah. no one's ever yeah. seeing Frank is sitting here shaking his head because he knows exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about and it's like it's like no ball playing or yeah. or, or
1: or crazy rules and you just make sure you say mike as you know you grew up at the shore yeah stay off the dunes
3: oh the dune grass forget it you want to find Go on the dune Yeah. Just stay <laughs> off.
1: If you're not from New Jersey and you go to the beach, they'll have the fines stay list. off the dunes. Please, for it's the a, love of God. It
2: the is. only experience I have with any like beach or shore or anything in Jersey is Point Pleasant. I've okay. been there a couple times. What's the po- one crazy, like, not crazy. So but
1: you have like Janks and you so have hotels before? Janks. Yeah, Janks, Janks yeah, is a great time. Fun, yeah. fun fact, I used to bounce at Janks before I was a cop.
2: Oh, wow. Greatest okay. job ever. So did you hang out with, like, on your days off when you worked in that? Did you guys go out to, like, the shore? And
1: I mean, did you? Yeah, so I mean, for, for me, sometimes we would. Um, and then before, so, like, I used to work four on, three off. And then during COVID, we switched to uh, four 12s. So then we went to, like, a regular 12-hour schedule, four on, four off, and it just kept rotating. So, And then we had squads. So the guys that I normally worked with – we would go out and light it up, are now on a different shift. yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, the guys you were, like, really close and tight with, you would go out and hang out all the time or, or go to the gym together, or whatever, and, and now it's – you're on different shifts, and that can't happen, so.
2: Well, in general, getting back to kind of the morale thing, do you think um, that helps or, or maybe – just in terms of building morale with your coworkers or building camaraderie, do you think hanging out outside of work is a big part of that? Or do you think that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
3: Because you start, you really start seeing inside of someone's personal life outside of work. You know, when you go to work, everybody's same thing. You're in a uniform, you're, you're like there to do a your job, you're all running your calls, you're doing whatever you got to do. Um, when you get outside of work, you start really seeing people's personal their, who they really are they can let loose you start a bit. right you right. start meeting their their like loved ones which is huge in the, in the morale boosting right you know and you start meeting their like loved ones their family members you know uh going to birthdays uh going to weddings and you right. really start building that rapport and relationship with your partners and you become like brothers or sisters with yeah. these people and that is where that camaraderie and rep- and and all that stuff comes from it comes from actually you cuz you got you like got to get out and build it no one's going to put you as their best man or their maid of honor in your wedding when they're just like your just partner you work together exactly yeah. you know what i mean you always will create that relationship outside of work and that is something that you know for the listeners for the people that are listening like go and meet your people on the other side of your shift you know what i mean see if you can have a pba party or whatever your uh FOP or whatever the case may be, like get a Christmas party together or get a beach party together or do something <clears throat> to be able to go to Applebee's. Right. Cut Cut out it out. Out. Yeah. It's just okay. not what IA yeah. Jimmy, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll leave him. He can yeah, stay just home, go man. somewhere together. But your supervisors need to get need to get involved. I think that is something huge that needs to you gotta hang out with your
2: supervisors because that us versus them mentality does not work. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're used to seeing them there, the brass, that ivory tower, and then now, hey, we're just out shooting the shit. I'm, you know, I'm Dan, you're Mike. It's no longer, you know, Sergeant and Captain and Patrolman or whatever that we can kind of. And you can see relationships in that. Like, I'm sure when you go to different police departments
3: and teach or, you know, your friends in, like, your departments, Mm -hmm. when you see two cops communicating together and they're just communicating with first names. Mm and then you find out that that's a captain yeah. and that's a patrolman you're We're like wow those dudes are pretty good friends right. because that's not like hey captain hey cap right. when yeah. you start communicating on first name basis that's when you know you have a pretty good
2: and there's a time and a place for everything obviously 100%. you know on a yes. scene you're not going to call right. you know your chief you know right. john or bob or yeah. whatever but right. you know yes. but out at the bar you guys are hanging out that's you know yeah. I, I see yep. no issue with that right yeah awesome yes. i
1: mean you have to have kind cond- of you know Outside of work, obviously you need a good relationship, but at work as well, especially I mean you're at work, that's where your morale has to be on at the top of the past. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it starts from the top mm-hmm. um and it trickles down. So shit runs downhill. If, it's, it's leading shit, by example,
3: then, it, it, it that's yeah. really what and that's what policing is as a whole, is really leading by example. Both within and without the department, too. I yes. mean leading
2: examples for the public, examples for you know your peers, examples yes. for Right. People and like, we're not, you.
3: we're not up here advocating, go out, you know, and, you know, roadhouse with a bunch of different cops <laughs> and destroy bars. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want anybody to think that that's exactly what we're talking yeah, about no. here. Don't go to your local Applebee's yeah. no. and yeah. destroy it, yeah. <laughs> <Dance on laughs> but the go the there bar, yeah. and have a good time with your, your squad and your supervisors. And you know what? Invite your chief. People might get pissed off about it and they might be like, ah, oh, screw him. I don't I don't like him. But you know what? You
2: might like him and you might have a good rapport with him and right. you might
3: be able to change that stigma about him. Right. Well,
2: I, I can tell you from firsthand experience that, you know, fairly recently we've been making a point like at least my squad and, you know, some of the people that I work with to get together outside of work and hang out, even if we just go to someone's house and have a barbecue, bring the kids, the family. It is great to get together and, you know, like you said, get to meet Mm -hmm. people's families and get to see that other side of things that you don't see at work. But even people that – And I have a pretty good relationship, I think, with most of the people I work with. There's nobody that I, like, can't stand or particularly hate. But even the people that I'm like, ah, I'm not so sure about him, I'm not so sure about her, like, getting to see that person outside of work and getting to know what they're really like really helped build relationships with a lot of people who I wasn't close with at work before that now I'm like, oh, actually, they're not so bad. Like, they're pretty cool to hang out with. and It changes your perspective. It does. It changes your perspective. Because somebody can be, you know, the
3: biggest like trash bag cop, you know, and you're like, Oh God, you know, this guy must be a trash bag person, but he's not.
2: Yeah. Or vice versa. No, I was could, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. You know what
3: I mean? He could be the biggest yeah. hard ass. And then he comes out of work and you're like, wow, dude, I did not know. Like, yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it's all it very, very cha- It just changes your perspective a lot when you start inviting people into a more personal
2: experience outside of work. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add or wrap it up?
3: Yeah, I think that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean I think we, had, I got? Think we had a good talk. I think that's yeah. it, man. Yeah.
2: Did you enjoy your first podcast?
1: Absolutely, man. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Sure, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll thank
1: you
0: guys. Yep. Guys, if you're in an area where you're trying to get to our classes, but we're not close to you, fret not. We actually have on-demand training at streetcop.com. You can take that course online right now and then You could attend that training in the future at no additional cost. You can redeem your voucher so you get two for the price of one. We don't want to deny you the ability to take this training now, especially knowing that it can keep you safe at a very minimum, putting bad guys in jail where they belong and at the maximum going home to your family. Check out streetcop.com for that offer.